Hey everybody, I'm Mace, your host of the Mad Mortgage Show, your source for no BS, in-depth mortgage discussion. Today we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Chrisman, who um, I just picked up from the airport and um, he's never heard of our company, <laughs> didn't know, hasn't seen an episode of our show yet. Thank you for uh, being here and, and jumping into a vehicle with a stranger. <laughs> just don't tell my mother. No. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, and one quick thing we're going to get out of the way here is I asked Rob, I was like, hey, let's wait for Rob's hiccups to go away before we start the episode. And Rob just gave this, no, it's not happening, kind of look. So and tell us a little bit. That, let's get this out of the way. What's going on with the hiccups? It's, uh, it's crazy. It's not, uh, it's not a kid's hiccup. These, these have been going on for quite some time, and they come and they go. And, uh, they stay. They, they, they stay for weeks and go away for weeks. And so uh, it's a serious uh, medical condition, actually. So I'm having it checked by a neurologist and so forth. So uh, I'll I will uh, I'll try. Excuse me. I'll try to talk. <laughs> I'll try to talk around them. Well, I'm glad. Well, so now everybody knows what's up with Rob uh, having hiccups on the show. But uh, so um, everybody knows about the Christman commentary. But who the heck is Rob Christman? Like, how did this whole thing get started? Where I mean, give us the background. The background of the commentary um, comes from working on a trading desk mm-hmm. and having clients where you are uh, hedging their pipelines right. and they want reports on the market and who's doing what and why interest rates are doing what they're doing. We used to do we used to do that verbally. Every day we would have a set time where we would talk to clients and say, well, um, GDP did this, personal income did that, and here's why rates are doing this, and here's your position, here's what I think you should do. When email was invented, <laughs> it became easier to send out a little paragraph on that. And so that's the origin. Oh. Uh, in uh, excuse me, 2008, my mom passed away. I decided to, quote, retire from the industry. Well, like but, that was a sign. <laughs> well, I wanted to I wanted to spend time with my family. Oh, I saw I you went to Scotland. Is that Scotland? That was that was after Scotland, okay. but uh, spent time with them. Helped my dad out, uh, who at that point was in his eighties, and deal with the estate and just you know the, the mortgage industry in two thousand eight was going crazy, and so I quote retired and uh, failed to stop sending out. At that point, it was a couple paragraphs to a couple hundred people, mm-hmm. uh, my commentary. And then word of mouth, uh, it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And so the people ask, well, why, why do you do it? How, you know, how much longer are you going to do it? Uh, That's one of the questions I was going to ask. <laughs> where, where do the jokes come from? <laughs> they, they, I get a lot of neat questions. Yeah. Uh, because... I don't really fit into the mold of, oh, he's a loan officer. He's an underwriter. He's an AE. Right. Uh, uh, he is a, uh, a media guy. Uh, I just kind of, you know, uh, I kind of have one foot in the capital markets camp because that's my background. Right. And I have another foot in you know, sending else. this commentary out. And it touches a lot of areas. And it, uh, you know, I, I like to think it helps a lot of people. Uh, even if it just helps one person help a borrower, uh, right? I, I, I like thinking about that. And so I keep doing it. 
Well, I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody in the mortgage industry that doesn't know about, did you see the Christmas letter today? Did you see? And, and I think there's like, there's housing wire and then there's Rob Christman. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about housing wire. In fact, I, I look at housing wire every once in a while. I think they are very tapped into some of the uh, media outlets. For example, mm-hmm. if you go to Google and type in some right, subject, right. you know, a housing wire pops up. And other other people will say, well, housing wire said this or... Uh, hey, we want to run an, an ad with you. You know, this doesn't work with us and Housing Wire or whatever it might right. be. But I, I admire the people at Housing Wire. I like to think that we have mutual respect. And I'm certainly, I've been on panels with, with uh, folks from Housing Wire and so forth. And so, the, um, uh, you know, as long as, as long as people in the industry find the source of information that appeals to them right. and helps them help their clients, then, then good. If it's both, that's fine. Uh, I, I like to think mine is a little less corporate. It's just kind of like spit out an email. Uh, <clears throat> there's not a lot of flash. There's yeah. a joke on the end. I don't have a lot of uh, bosses that I re- right. report to. You know, Myrtle, the, Myrtle the cat. <laughs> uh, uh, but I don't have uh, kind of this corporate thing. Okay, just, so, just, so I'm going to switch to a good one. You've already talked about the jokes twice, and we talked about this on the way here. I've been reading the Christmas letter since I was probably 18. Jeez. 20, I don't know, I, since I can remember. And I know the jokes used now to be... Now I feel old. <laughs> the jokes used to be a little bit more happy hour at a mortgage conference type of joke. Now they're a little bit cleaner. Tell me about this. What's going on? Well, the uh, <laughs> first of all, there's the Me Too movement, uh, which which has happened over the last several years. But... Yeah, it used to be uh, on the trading desk where where you would have pretty a, brass, pretty brass. Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, you would have a something terrible happen. Uh, you know, John Denver dies, Michael Jackson dies, somebody dies, some earthquake, whatever, hurricane, and suddenly by you know within an hour or two, given the Wall Street mentality, you would have dozens of Michael Jackson jokes that right. popped up or John. Denver jokes or hurricane jokes, whatever it might be. Some of them were okay. Some of them weren't. (laughs) Uh, But I found that when I was talking to my clients, certain clients appreciated the humor. Right. And certain clients didn't appreciate the humor or that kind of humor. So they would, uh, you know, different kind of humor would appeal to them. But I always found that it's kind of like a, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Right. So some people will come up to me at a conference or they'll email me and they'll say, I view your joke as dessert. You know, I, I work yeah, through yes. the meal, and yeah. when I get to the bottom, I know, I know there's going to be a little treat. Uh, others, I, I won't lie. Sometimes I get, like, I reach a certain stopping point, and I'm like, scroll, 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 where's the joke? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Other Others will say, I just read your commentary for the joke. And I say, well, that's fine. You know, but someday you may be out of a job and, and need to look at my commentary for a job listing, or maybe you're looking for a new LLS right. or whatever it might be. But, you know, whatever you get out of it, I'm happy with. So the jokes <laughs> used to be, I, I will admit this to, to everybody, the, the jokes used to be more to my liking in terms <laughs> of content, in terms of edginess, whatever you want to call right. it. Uh, but that's gotten tough. And, and you find that different uh, minority groups are more sensitive or less sensitive to jokes about them. Um, you know, the Irish love to tell jokes about themselves. Right. Jew- Jewish people love to hear jokes about themselves. 
other groups don't. Right. And so, uh, like, in March, I will oftentimes have a lot of Irish jokes. Right. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is, I recognize that a lot of people don't like, uh, don't think my humor is that some good. Of the, some of the edginess. <laughs> edginess. Uh, which I which I understand. Well, I like to call, call it like here's the ed, here's the, there's always a line, right? And you want to get right close to the line with your jokes, but the line is moved, and so now you're <laughs> over here and you can't go back. <laughs> right, right. And when I do go when I do go back over that line, I inevitably put a warning in. <laughs> Please don't read. And what really irritates me is when people read it anyway, and then they write to me and say, "Well, you crossed the line. You've lost your moral compass. <laughs> lost your moral compass on this joke." And I write back and I said, there was a warning. You know, don't read if you're easily yeah. offended. So I've, I, 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 it's, it's tough because the, the joke, if I tell a knock-knock joke, people will say... This is cheesy. This is, yeah, come on, Rob. Get some of the edginess right. back. If I go too far the other way, then I get people writing to me saying, Rob, this is unacceptable. <laughs> you know, why are you, why are you uh, promulgating this kind of material? Right, uh, right. And so, you know, sometimes I put in some puns, sometimes some trivia, sometimes some edgy jokes, sometimes some, you know, knock-knock joke, whatever. So Yeah, this is probably my favorite question that I was going to ask. Like, that, that episode's pretty much over now. This is why I want to, <laughs> we flew right here for this. <laughs> right. So talk us through the day, uh, you know, you do this six days a week, right? Is it six? Okay. Tell us about how do you have that much time? What's, the, what's it like doing this every day? Like, tell, walk us through the process of a Christmas commentary. The, uh, and, and I know there's a team behind you. It's not just you, right? Well, it just used to be me, right? And then I got to the got to the point where I said, "My times, I, I like I, I'm able to allocate or relegate some things and help the people that I'm relegating to." So, for example, yeah, my daughter does my invoicing, right? So I pay her some money. Uh, but for what a her, nice, what a nice dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, for her, that's a good thing, right? Uh, there is a gal in Oregon, Patty Thompson, who I've known for a, decades. Never met her. She does some of my some of my investor write ups. Uh, my son Robbie uh, focuses more on the capital markets section, and also does a podcast. Um, I, I have a couple people who help with IT. I have people who help me, and so what tends to happen is, yeah, it's a little bit of a village. Yeah, but they they are compensated, and I'm free. I'm I'm, I'm happy to help comp or help them out. Right, and I'm happy to have them do what they do, which allows me some free time to. You know, come here and, and, and do things like this, fun things like Jump this. Jump in a car with a stranger, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Uh, well, you wave that candy at me. So. <laughs> uh, but, the, but the fact of the matter is the, the information that I put out tends to be available. Uh, uh, some of it is publicly available, but people like seeing it in one place. Mm-hmm. So it's like a one-stop shop. Uh, oh, let's go just read... Rob's commentary, and he's talking about whatever he wants to talk about. We can get a, a, a read on interest rates, but it's a quick read. But the, the 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 amount of work that goes into it behind the scenes is, you know, it's interesting. And we try to we have ads, 
which helped me pay for... I've paid for some of your ads. Thank you. <laughs> uh, which helped pay for people doing what they do uh, because it's a... It's like I, said, like I said earlier, if somebody's out of a job and you know needs a job and they can look in my commentary and see something that appeals to them, that's great. Or if somebody needs uh, you know a subservicer review or, or needs to look help. at the joke because they're out of a job. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, or look at some information from the Stratmore Group about what the Stratmore Group is doing. Right. Um, I think that's pretty neat. So yeah, different people are doing different things behind the scenes. Uh, which I greatly appreciate, and that allows me to do some fun things. But also, so, so what is it that you do if you're not doing the Christmas commentary? Uh, I will ride my bike. I will uh, travel to conferences now. I mean, the conference conferences are picking back up, right. which is really neat to see. It's like I've been to two or three in-person conferences, and it was really touching how much people enjoy seeing people they haven't seen in right. over a year. And being able to shake their hands or give them a hug yeah. or, or whatever it is to be able to meet again. So been to some conferences lately. Uh, um, I uh, and I do pay attention to news, and I do receive a lot of email, emails from readers asking, "Hey, I need help with this. Can you help me?" Or uh, do you know of some product? You know, I've got this yurt on forty acres in Montana. You know, how can I find a lender who will do that? Or Hey, I'm having trouble with this. Can you help me with that? So that, and then I also do uh, capital markets work. I'm on retainer with some companies to do, do help that. them with Got capital it. markets issues. So, so, what is your favorite topic to cover in the Christmas commentary? What's your favorite part other than the joke? I like I like capital markets. Capital I mean, that's markets, my background uh, because it it impacts everybody, and I, I think it's important for AEs and originators to be able to explain to their clients why interest rates are doing something or not doing something, mm. kind of what to watch for, because it's an understanding of things, of a of the economy that impacts everybody. Right. So it, it because it touches everybody and because it's so, it changes every day, I find that interesting. I, I, I like capital markets. So I, I noticed it, margin compression is something that's coming up lot and i also just wanted to ask you know since you're here um is this the year that the rates go up <laughs> i mean everybody's waiting well, for this bounce yeah it's it's uh, uh i think what last year showed us was how uh impossible it is to adequately forecast or predict anything about anything I like to say that nobody has a crystal ball about uh, anything. And to listen to people from early in 2020 talking about, oh, rates are going to go up. Margins are going to compress. We're going to have to have layoffs in the industry in 2020. Within a month, the entire picture changed. And companies had to adjust. But what we saw in 2020 was interest rates go down. Why did they go down? Margins increased. It's like the only year I've ever I've ever seen where margins increased, volumes increased, margins increased. Everybody was happy. Arguably, the arguably twenty twenty was the best year lenders uh, have seen ever and right. may may see again, or that we may not see again. So we had this 
this this thing going on where when you talk about margin, when you talk about interest rates, 2020 was very, very unusual. So now we're in 2021. We had the same thing. Oh, rates are going to go up. Rates haven't gone up. Margins are going to compress. Yeah, we've seen some margin compression in certain areas, but not all areas. They're trying to get the business that they wanted right. in 2020. Right. right. Applications are down. Okay. We're getting some refi burnout. That's occurring. And so companies are, what they're doing is trying to become more efficient at what they do and try to be uh, a low-cost lender. Right, right. Uh, gee, do we need all this overhead for corporate space? Do we need the new LOS? Do we need this? Do we need that? How can we cut here? How can we save a few basis points there? How can our capital markets team execute better to maybe make us Get a few a more? Get a uh, Rob Christman. <laughs> <laughs> but how to, how, to, how to execute best X. Uh, how to use companies, hedging companies, to perhaps mm-hmm. uh, take, mm-hmm. take advantage of some of the inefficiencies out there. And so what companies are doing is saying, all right, if we do these things, we can continue to maintain our, our workforce. We can maintain our market share and so forth. So, yeah, margins have come in a little bit. All the experts are thinking rates are still going to go up in 2021 just because of this economic rebound that we're supposedly going to see. What we haven't quite seen yet for different reasons, which I'm happy to talk, talk about. But Well, I mean, you're an expert. So what, are they going up this year? <laughs> uh, I would say that, that there is definitely pressure to go up. We haven't seen it yet, though, because the economy is not rebounded to the extent that people, the experts thought it would. Right. Uh, there were people earlier this year saying, oh, my gosh, the economy is going to rebound in 2021. By, by, the, by, by the midpoint, you know, inflation is going to be out of control and, and things are going to be really churning along. We haven't seen that. We've seen a labor shortage. We've seen people supply who don't chain. want to go back to work. We've seen supply chain issues. You want a new car? Well, good, come back in a month or two. Right. You want a new refrigerator? You want, you want a new sink? Uh, you know, it's stuck in the Suez Speaking Canal. getting a fucking rental car. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. Right. So, so, you know, when you watch like a Super Bowl, there's always these people say, what's a crazy prediction? So I want to throw at you, what is a crazy, plausible reality scenario that what's a crazy prediction that could happen this year uh or the next 12 to 24 months the warriors be the next uh, nba champs <laughs> uh, the houston texans like my football team there no and, uh, i think the warriors have a better chance yeah, I think so um if everybody stays healthy i would say a crazy prediction is that my crazy prediction is that my crazy prediction is that rates are going to be exactly where they are come New Year's, all the way in, all the way through. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see some of this. Yeah, but uh, unless the economy I hope really it's starts not a crazy to crazy prediction, I hope well, that's right on because <laughs> you know Mesa Innovations makes money per loan, so we would like to see them. What What is going on with Mesa Innovations? Uh, Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we're we're doing really well. We got uh, you know we do, we offer a, a blend integration, a lot of mortgage automation. Um, Wow, you threw it back at me, Rob. I'm kind of off off my off kilter here now because it wasn't ever meant to be about Mace Innovations, but I'm going to take this opportunity now. Um, so we do a lot of mortgage automation, mostly around uh, Encompass, um, and we do have some secondary uh, stuff that we do to 
guarantee that you won't be disclosing a loan without uh, being in compliance or losing any money. But uh, a lot of mortgage automation, automated disclosures. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of what we do. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for throwing that back at me. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> um, so what are lenders doing wrong that you see most common? What are lenders doing wrong that they need to be fixing? Doing wrong. The, well, lots of little, little things, but I would say that, and, and this is probably going to not appeal to some of your listeners, some, some, some of the viewers that are out there, and I apologize in advance, but what I found in 2020 was how important individuals are. We are still in a people business, mm -hmm. especially when, when borrowers were isolated. This industry was able to turn on a dime, work from home. I would say the amount of interruption that borrowers saw was minimal. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of great IT staffs out there. We have a lot of great uh, users of te technology that were able to say, okay, we're going to start working from home. Boom, bingo, bango. Let's get laptops out to our workforce and away we go so the industry turned on a dime we helped millions of borrowers last year i don't know how many millions but millions and so through all that technology and through the changes in technology you still had millions of borrowers out there who needed help who needed to talk to somebody on the phone aes who were calling on uh uh brokers who created Zoom calls. So there was, the, there was still that personal connection which made itself evident as the pandemic went on. And for years now, we've heard about how technology will replace the loan officer. Will our brokers going away? Are, you know, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? What we learned or what I learned or was reminded of last last year was how important people are. Whether it's calling on vendors or whether it's calling on borrowers, the ability to sit there and talk to somebody about a product, to tell somebody what an escrow account is, to tell somebody, yeah, we didn't lock in last week and now rates are higher this week and here's why. So to be, be able to do that, I think, is very, very important. And I think that companies who forget that... The, this business is made up of individuals. Um, I think is making a mistake. It's not. It hasn't gone the way of making an airline reservation. You know, I can go on, you know, right. south southwest.com and type in my username and password if I remember it. And you know, uh, you know, bingo, bingo. I've got you know within five minutes I've got a flight somewhere and back. Right. It's not like that with getting a residential mortgage. It's much more of a gee, what's going on with my loan? Why is my appraisal taking so long? What, what's the difference between a VA loan and an FHA loan? What, who's Fannie Mae? You know, to be able for loan officers to be subject matter experts, mm -hmm. I think, uh, is very, very important. And I think a mistake the companies make is forgetting that we are a people business. I, I love that answer. For anybody that got upset, I'm glad you got upset. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot. You know, uh, my son helped start the SoFi Mortgage Division. Uh, I, I know that Rocket slash Quicken 
has done some tremendous things in terms of automating the mortgage process. But it's still, it's, I still see borrowers who who want somebody to talk to. There is a middle ground. I mean, Mace Innovations is all about automation, but there's still going to be automation in all the right places is what I say, because there's still going to be people right there that need to be there. Right. Um, well, so we're coming up on time. And every, every time we have a guest, we like to give them an opportunity to plug something. I'm going to give that to you in a second. But before, I could, could, do you have a joke on hand that you can tell right now? A joke on hand? Right now. Oh, oh, my gosh. I should have told you not to ask that because people, well, I'll go somewhere and people say, hey, tell us a joke. <laughs> tell us a joke. And I'll, and I'll say, well, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, a, a dog limped into a saloon and said, I'm looking for the guy who shot my paw. How's that? Uh, <laughs> so uh, that cutting edge humor is uh, how I made a name for myself. Um, I don't have a, a joke right now. Okay, I'll, gi- I'll give you but, another one. But, I, but there was a joke. Okay, so tell me something that most people don't know about Rob. I think we, the hiccups is a pretty darn good one. Well, the hiccups, that's not, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing. But um, I will say I mean that, a good thing they don't know about. Yeah, a, <clears throat> a good thing. Uh, well, let me plug something. Yeah, okay, plug it. Um, uh, I will say that uh, we have a, a thing called the Saturday Spotlight in, in the commentary which is run by Angelica, Angelica, who works for me. It's entirely her thing. And several months ago, she came to me, and, and Angelica it is wonderful about having a social conscience. And she said, why don't we have a Saturday thing where we can spotlight certain companies and the charity work that they do or the things that help that they do that help their employees. That's awesome. And uh, just the... the just not the business side, but more the social side about how they help whoever it is. And they're people. And they are people. And so I said, hey, take it away, Angelica. Um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah we, we charge a little bit for it because it gets companies' names out there. But Angelica splits the money with my daughter. It's entirely their thing. And so it's really amazing how that has taken off. So if I had to plug something, I would plug, get in touch with Angelica through the website, and and get lined up for that because it, it is really neat how some companies out there are tremendous about doing things for charities or doing things for their employees or their employees' families that you don't hear a lot about. So that, that's what I would plug. All right. Well, Angelica, be ready for your inbox to be flooded, hopefully. <laughs> I hope so. And uh, this will be obviously at the top of the next Crispin commentary. Thanks, Rob. Uh, but thank you so much for coming out and uh, jumping in a car with a stranger. Anytime, anytime. (laughs) All right, looking forward to the next one. Thanks, Rob. You bet.